The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Seeing the crowds, Jesus went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when men revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. There seems a bit of a backwards movement, if you will, in the uh, readings today, but it is uh, as we go from the goal back to the source himself. And so what you have in the first reading from the book of Apocalypse in this vision that St. John has, he has a vision of the saints in heaven and what they are doing and how they are dressed. Their activity is that they surround the altar of the Lamb. They surround the altar of the Lamb adoring the Lamb. They are also made clean and washed by the blood of the Lamb. The reason that they are there is their relationship with the Lamb, the sacrificial victim, Christ himself. And it is by his blood that they have been washed and sanctified. And so we begin our readings by looking at the goal. That is where we hope to be, where we hope to attain in that life with the saints that surround the altar of God in heaven. We begin in this life our participation in the liturgy of heaven. It is that participation that we share in here at the Mass, where we surround the source of sanctification himself, Christ. And we participate intimately and truly in his passion, his death and his resurrection the source of our sanctification, healing, grace. We participate and are washed in his blood when we share in the sacraments of the church, washed clean in baptism, restored to grace in confession, nourished through Holy Communion. This here that we see in the first reading, this goal, this is what we are called to. In the second reading, still from St. John, he tells us to consider 
what is the call that has been placed upon us because of our baptism. See what love the Father has given us. Consider this love, is what he says, that we should be called the children of God. This is a great dignity that is bestowed upon us, an infinite dignity, that we are called children of God by baptism and by grace. But with it also comes a type of responsibility. We are called to sanctification, to be holy. As he ends the reading today, and everyone who thus hopes in him purifies himself as he is pure. That the gift that God has given us through baptism, that we are able to be called children of God, binds us then to become saints. Baptism and the entrance into a life of grace is only the beginning. We must also push forward to sanctification, push forward daily to becoming holy, to becoming more and more like God with each passing day, increasing in his truth and in his love and in his grace. Leon Blois, the French writer, he says, the one great tragedy in life is not to become a saint. That's the one great tragedy in life. We have everything at our disposal to become saints because God himself has given us himself. There's nothing greater, there's nothing more that we need beyond that gift of God himself to become saints. The great tragedy is that we don't use the means to the end, that we sit with all of this potential, all of this wonderful potential as children of God to become saints, and we might not use it. We might not become holy. One of the old philosophers says something similar, but obviously from a secular perspective. But there is a truth that we can draw from it. He says that it is a type of hell when we will one day, as the person that we are, face the person that we could have been. I think that's very wise. I think it simply reiterates in a secular way what Leon Bois said from a point of view of faith. The one great tragedy in life is not to become a saint. Then we get back in the gospel to the source of sanctification, the incarnate Lord, God who made himself present in our midst, the source and the sanctifying fire that makes saints. He is the one who sanctifies us, and we can see that he does it very simply in this gospel passage. He simply sits down, and his disciples draw close to him. As we've said before, St. Thomas Aquinas says that the closer anything draws to the source, the more it becomes like the source, the more it shares in what the source is. The closer that we draw to the presence of Christ, the more we share in him, in his grace. The closer that we draw to the presence of Christ, the more that his sanctifying fire is able to transform us, to make us holy, to make us saints. He also, it says in the gospel today, opened his mouth and taught them, opened his mouth and taught them. They are sanctified not only by his presence, but also by his word, instructed in truth by Christ. And then he goes through all of the ways in which even in this life, 
we can participate in the joys and the life of heaven. Blessed are the poor in spirit. We become like God when we are poor in spirit. God is truly the most poor in the sense that he has nothing. God is everything of his attributes. He is his attributes. God is love. God is good. He doesn't have love. He doesn't have goodness. And so in that sense, he is poor. He has nothing else outside of himself. And the more that we desire only God, love only God, love all things for his sake, desire nothing else beside him, we become poor in spirit by choice. Poor to want nothing else, no other riches but God himself. And blessed are those who mourn that we also are animated by God's love, loving what he loves, but also sorrowing over what causes him sorrow. And then the Lord goes through all of those beautiful uh, the Beatitudes in which we become more and more like God. They are the steps, if you will, of sanctity. If you were to look at a garden of sanctification, these would be the stones that you step across, the Beatitudes in which we share in God's love and imitate him most truly. And so as we celebrate today the life that is to come, eternal life, we pray for the grace that we will not miss the daily opportunities for sanctification, but respond with wholeheartedness so that we will come to the end of our life and not face that great tragedy, but will have used the means available to us for the sanctification that God desires for us. Amen.